going through an intersection at a green light and I uh, see a car coming very quickly out of the corner of my eye, not stopping. And so I kind of hit the horn and tried to avoid the crash and it was just a wham. Stay tuned to hear Storm Jones explain how his faith before the accident prepared him for the encounter. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and here we discover the true meaning of joy and learn that it's not just a feeling, it's faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of John chapter 15 that we can be filled with the only joy that will complete us simply by abiding in the Father's love and doing His will. This season, we will explore finding joy by walking with God in our everyday lives. Stay with us and hear other stories as they too have walked this path of discovery. Broadcast news anchor and reporter Storm Jones saw a vehicle zooming towards him one night, and before he knew it, his truck was rolling. But what Storm later recalled was that he was in praise and worship in the car moments before the accident. He was listening to Christian music on the radio, and he believes that made all the difference. Here's Storm. Storm Jones, it's so great to see you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, it's so great to be with you. Well, you are here because I read a Facebook post that I thought was amazing in a lot of ways. And then I say, I asked you and said, Hey, can we talk about this on the show? And you said, yes. So we're going to get into that a minute. Part of it has to do with this season that we're in on the podcast. And and that's just taking, taking our faith with us everywhere uh, in the midst of difficulties or on the mountaintops or in the valleys kind of everywhere. And so we're going to get into that. Um, People hearing this now, or, or seeing this video may recognize you because you, you know, I know it's, I know it's probably hard for you to think, oh, I'm famous, but you, you know, you are a famous face in the Oklahoma city market. And that is because you are a morning anchor and reporter on news nine and congratulations on that. And you've had a yeah. very, very up and coming career. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I was well-prepared at uh, Gaylord college uh, at well, OU. And I was going to say, full disclosure, so obviously I know you from your time um, as a student at Gaylord College, but you have just done such amazing, we are so proud of you, mm, and you've well, done amazing you. things. Thank you also for representing the college well. Mm. Um, so, but in this Facebook post, you did reveal faith, and I said, okay, well, let's just chat a little bit about, um, did you always have faith, you know, growing up, and, you know, how were you always a believer? How did How did your faith journey look like? Yeah, it was kind of interesting um, for me growing up. My mom grew up in in the church in in a very strict um, view of the church, and um, it didn't always have the best relationship with faith or or religion as a child. And so, 
um, my upbringing, it was always, you know, it, it wasn't very forward, honestly, in, in our families. We didn't go to church together on Sundays um, or anything like that, but I was able to find friends who kind of took me under their wing. And I started going week after week with them. And, and I lived in a, a small town in Southeast Kansas at the time. And one of the um, core things that kind of drew me into faith, I think, was a Christian radio station um, uh, in this town of about 6,000 people uh, in Southeast Kansas. And I was just fascinated by the broadcast and how it all worked. And um, the youth minister at the Baptist Church uh, there in Chanute, Kansas, um, did a radio program. And as part of the, the program, he was locked in the studio for the fundraising. You know, he would stay in the studio until they met the goal. And so I would spend hours, you know, uh, at a time up there with him, um, uh, obviously around um, Christian music and um, learning, you know, learning things that I, weren't instilled in me, I guess, maybe as a child and seeing broadcast uh, firsthand. Um, so I think that was kind of my introduction. Um, I went on to, um, you know, have that, that youth um, minister baptize me um, at, I, I think it was 12 years old. So um, that was really my first introduction. And it's always been um, something that's pretty personal to me. I think it, it's maybe different um, for folks who grew, grow up in the church. And I did from, you know, 12 or 13 on up. But going to church on a Sunday wasn't my parents beating down my door. It was, you know, me making sure I'm, I can hitch a ride with a neighbor. So uh, for me, it's always just been very uh, personal. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. And it's interesting that you talk about that, you know, that Christian radio station, because you started, I know you, you started more in radio. I mean, to be honest, I thought you were going to be working in NPR or something because you were you were in KGOU and I yeah. mean, you sounded, I mean, your voice, you have a great, you have a face for TV and a voice for radio. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So, so I guess that doesn't surprise me that radio was that big draw. Yeah, no. And I loved my time at KGOU. I love radio. Um, but in today's media landscape, there's not a whole lot of radio news jobs. So when the rubber kind of met the road there, um, I was able to go to news nine right after college. And that was a station that I grew up watching you know, with my family. And I thought that um, Kelly Ogle memorized the news and, you know, just gave it, you know, Gary England, the meteorologist, I thought he just talked to the clouds and, you know, growing up just fascinated with these folks. And and it's such a blessing to be able to work at this station with the folks that, you know, I, that I thought were superstars. And then just to be so close to family as well with this business, you have to work a lot of holidays, a lot of long hours, and so, you know, if I'm working Thanksgiving Day, I can still go home and get Thanksgiving dinner with my family. So it's just uh, such a blessing to be so close to home. No, that you're right, because many journalists don't have the option of working at a market as large a market as as we have. Although, as I said, you've you've been doing really great work for, for really all throughout your college career. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that you are here. And that is great. That is really great. 
Uh, and in fact, we can see some of your awards behind you now. And we can only <laughs> see that because I asked you to turn the camera around. You're, you know, you're not trying to, to show off or anything, but it's it, it's really excellent. I'm happy to see the progression you've made. And um, and I've I was very happy, and I guess um, it was refreshing for me to see your Facebook post. You probably thought it was very just a it wasn't it was an unusual thing. Something happened, but. It, you probably didn't even think about it. And that was basically expressing faith in this post. And I, and I tell you why, because when I was, and as, as I told you before, as I was coming up as a reporter and then editor, uh, I felt like in the newsroom, I was not able to do that. And this, now, this was not in Oklahoma. Uh, in fact, I think it's so interesting that I actually have a secondary podcast coming soon called Journalists Advancing Ministry. That's where journalists have either left ministry or, and gone on, I mean, sorry, journalists have left journalism and then gone into ministry or, you know, some kind of online ministry or even a ministry in media. Hmm. So I think I, I kind of very interested in that. And I thought this was very public and really refreshing. I said, I'd love to talk to you about it. So tell everyone a little bit about what happened yeah. Uh, I am going to do a little bit of an excerpt of the post uh, that I will have on this show, but I want to hear in your own words, what happened and what were you thinking at the time? Sure. So I just um, started on the morning shift a couple a couple weeks ago. And by morning shift, some people say it's not the morning, it's overnight. Uh, but I get up at 2.30 in the morning, my alarm clock goes off and I drive to the station about three o'clock in the morning. Um, and I anchor the four o'clock news, 4 a.m. news. So um, it's my morning routine that um, I've just found it so um, centering and um, uh, to, to listen to Christian music on the way to work in the morning. It just kind of sets the day in the right perspective. This, And you know this, this can be a very heavy, heavy job. Our reporting affects people's lives for the better, uh, for the worse. Sometimes the same story will we'll do one side or the other. Um, so... For my faith, it, it, it's really, um, like I said, refreshing uh, to be able to start the day giving whatever's going to happen over the next 8, 10, 12 hours to the Lord and asking him to use the words that I speak, um, the interviews I do to be with me and be with the folks impacted by my story. But so last week I was driving um, to work and um, listening to Christian music kind of having a conversation with the Lord, thanking him for, for my family members. And uh, I went through the list. I like to name my family members one by one and, and think about them and, and share that moment. And I had finished, um, you know, praying for my grandparents. And um, it wasn't a few seconds later, I'm going through an intersection at a green light and I uh, see a car coming very quickly out of the corner of my eye, not stopping. And so I kind of hit the horn and tried to avoid the crash. And it was just a wham and airbags deployed my truck rolls. I, all I hear is a ringing and, um, it was, you know, things settled down. I now know it was about, it was about five minutes after I got hit from the time I was able to make my first phone call, which kind of seems like an eternity, mm. but I'm trying to get my wits about me. I, my phones aren't in the car or aren't, aren't in the truck. I can't get my doors open. And there's a smoke, it seems like, in the truck. Um, I, I now think that's probably the airbags, you know, some uh, powder. Uh, but I end up crawling out the back window. Wow, because you didn't know what it was in the moment. 
No, no, or it was fire com- or anything. No, that's that's exactly. You know, you you probably just go to the worst case scenario with smoke, and I can smell it, and it's like I feel trapped. I just immediately felt trapped. Mm-hmm. And uh, I it, it, then you kind of get to the point where you're like, well, I'm gonna have to get out of here. I'm gonna have to get myself out of here, and uh, figure out just how to do that. So I ended up busting the remainder of my rear window out of the truck and crawling out of it. Uh, it had completely rolled over. Uh, and, and ended back up on its tires. Um, but I, you know, jogged, I was about 20 or 30 yards away from the initial uh, impact of where I got hit. And I, I jogged down to check on the other driver. And in the course of that, I found my cell phones laying in the middle of the road, um, about 20 yards from my truck. I just, it was the strangest thing. I don't know how they left, you know, my side and we're now in the middle of the road. It was just, it was just very odd. So you're saying that the impact pushed your car about 30 yards away? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I, the truck rolled. and Oh, they're I'm, rolling. Okay. Yeah. I'm still not 100% sure, you know, exactly how it ended up there. I'm, I'm actually currently trying to get video of it because, honestly, I don't know how it ended up, where it did, and in the location and position it did. Um but I was able to to get out of the truck. No major broken bones or lacerations. Just kind of thank you, whip, Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Just kind of uh, whiplash and, and that sort of stuff, which is which I'm doing much better now. Wow. So a couple things that stand out to me. Number one, you walk away from this, which is amazing yeah. in itself. Number two, you you have. This I don't know the 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 wits or whatever about you to go check on the driver. Mm-hmm. Now where where does that come from? Well, what was running through my mind in that moment is that I didn't have the ability to call nine one one. I couldn't get medical attention coming, so I needed to go be the medical attention and do whatever I could because I didn't know at that point, um, you know, what I would be running up on. I guess at the other vehicle, and it's just. I think it, human nature it should be to ensure that, you know, the folks around you are okay. I knew I was able to quickly assess myself. I'm 25 years old. You know, I'm going to be sore from this, but no, no, I'm, you know, everything's still here. And so now you just to go check on the other people in the other car just seemed like a no brainer mm-hmm. um, to me. And how were they? The, the driver of the other vehicle, I was told, um, had at least a broken arm and he was transported uh, via ambulance and the, the other passenger in the vehicle was uninjured. Um, and, and I think they're doing well now. So this, of course, is a story. It's mm-hmm. unusual for journalists to find themselves in the middle of a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're very uncomfortable with that. I, I'm assuming you were <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Did, did someone report that? Did you have to re- report that? So um, my uh, news station, I was about a mile from the station and they heard it come out over the scanners. At, at TV stations, they have people whose only whose primary job is to listen to the police scanners. And it came in as a Signal 82 rollover injury crash is what that's code for. And that's the kind of thing we would cover in the mornings because it would affect traffic. Mm-hmm. A rollover kind of insinuates it's probably a large scene. And it was. I mean, we had uh, several fire trucks and uh, ambulance and police and so that's kind of something that we'd cover on the morning shift. And so whenever I called in, they said, oh, my goodness, was that you? And I said, yes, that is me. And so they said, we're going to go ahead and send a photographer to you just to be with you, just to accompany you on the side of the road. And um, we didn't end up reporting on it. Another news station did show up and asked if I knew anything about the crash. And I said, I know a lot. 
um, and I don't think they ended up doing anything on the story either. But uh, it, it was very strange to be on that on that side of the scene for sure. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot happening at once, and you know, I don't I don't know if you know a lot of things could have been happening. You could have been praising God in the moment, or you could have not been doing that because you were focused on the other person and things were happening. But afterward, you were coming to work, praising God and praying for your family. Then this happens. In the aftermath, do you believe that that prepared you, armed you, made you ready to take on this moment in, in some way? Yeah, I think without a doubt, um, you know, if if I didn't have th- that calmness over me in that moment, I don't know how I would have responded or reacted. Um, it's something that you can't plan for. And I think that's maybe the beauty of, you know, taking the Lord with me and in, in, in having this perspective each morning is that you never know what the day is going to hold, whether it's a car crash that hits you out of the blue and knocks you across the highway or, you know, there's just a million things folks go through every day. We can go to breaking news. And, you know, in, in, in our world, unfortunately, tragedies happen all the time. And, and journalists and law enforcement and nurses and doctors and even just folks living their lives are thrusted into it. But that's, I think, the beauty of having a foundation, a preparedness, really, in your heart and in your mind, is that when something inevitably, when you inevitably get, you know, sucker punched, you're ready. You know, and, and it is an, an instinct um, uh, to react um, in a way that and that glorifies the Lord and and sets your heart and mind on the right course for whatever happens next. Mm. And do you do you feel like the peace comes from the Holy Spirit, or the peace comes from um, from the Word, or yeah, anything? yeah, no, without without a doubt. Um, without a doubt. And there is moments where I'll, I'll, you know, just be mindful of it. And that's one thing that I pray for often is just mindfulness because it gets busy. And and if you train yourself, I think for me personally, um, to try to get in the habit of just being mindful of the Lord and his presence. For me, like I said, that's almost half the battle. It's just being aware because once I am aware, I can think clearly and I, and I know where my heart and mind needs to be. But that's not always easy, being aware, mindful, especially, like I said, kind of in today's today's environment. The other side of the other aspect of the story is that the um, my grandpa, my grandfather gave me uh, his truck. So I come from a very blue collar family. I was the first one in my family to go to college. My grandparents were truck drivers, uh, fac- factory uh, workers, uh, 80 vac drivers at an oil refinery. And uh, so my grandpa, that was a truck driver, uh, recently had to give up his license because he was just to the age where he wasn't able to drive anymore. And that was kind of crushing for him. Yeah. Uh, but he was able to kind of find joy in giving the truck to me. And I was so proud of it. You know, I loved, I loved my grandpa's truck. And to see it kind of crumpled there on the side of the road just, just broke my heart. And uh, I had to, you know, call grandpa and tell him about it. And grandpa just said, thank God you were in that truck because it protected you, you know? Mm. So, it, I mean, it came full circle in that I was so upset. I had a car before that. I had a little Ford uh, 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 Ford Fusion. And who knows how, you know, the accident would have resulted if I was in my car. The truck 
did perfectly. It, it performed as well. It protected me as well as, you know, you possibly could have imagined. So I think it was divine that I had been driving my grandpa's truck. And as much as it, it hurt, I was supposed to be in that vehicle because, you know, the, the physical protection of the truck and, and then the physical protection of the Lord, I think, made me be able to walk away from the crash. Take away, you know, one of those things and it could have been very different, I think. Oh, so beautiful. So I like to ask people if there is, because we all go through seasons of life, um, is there a scripture that you are standing on? And, and and maybe the scripture's changed since the accident, I don't know. But is there a scripture that, that you're standing on in, in this season? Yeah, I actually have it here on my desk. I kind of keep it here. It's First Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him because uh, he cares for you. I mean, I that's, think that's, that's a- my favorite. Yeah, is oh, it one really? of my favorites? Yeah, 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 yeah it is. Yeah. And, well, it, it's actually the first one that I memorized. So, mm. yeah, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, so you are trained to be an objective journalist, which is yeah. what is necessary. Um, you know, you you know, journalism schools, and it's funny. I just said this to uh, to another journalist when I was talking about the other the other podcast. But journalism schools are not trained to teach to teach you how to use your faith in story. I mean, that's that's not part of it. It's part of you know keeping your wits around you. Certainly, getting all the facts, looking at all sides of the story, you know, writing well, all those pieces of it. Sure. But for those of us who do have faith. For those of us who are believers or seekers of the Lord, uh, sometimes we're able to use that faith in in what we do. Mm-hmm. And have there been any stories that have been maybe really kind of difficult that your faith kind of got you through it? Oh, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I've probably covered um, a, a fair amount of difficult stories. I, I, I covered the Capitol primarily in, in policy at municipal and state level. So I'm not always out on um, crime scenes or, or stuff like that, but I have on one occasion was called in uh, early morning for, for a home explosion. And uh, that was one of the you know, most traumatic things I've you know ever seen with my own eyes, I think, is, is that family uh, dealing with that and being able to, 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 again, just be mindful of praying for them in, in that moment. Uh, for me personally, one of the toughest things I've uh, cover, but feel an obligation to cover is um, it's kind of a darker subject. It's executions, mm-hmm. um, lethal injections on the state's death row. I've I've witnessed you know uh, an execution and covered uh, several of them. That is really 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 tough in trying to figure out you know the words to say the uh, stories to prioritize because it's, you know, it's so complicated. There's so many emotions. There's so many people involved, but I do feel a duty as a, a, a reporter um, to be there and be yeah. able to cover it accurately uh, for the citizens of the state of Oklahoma, because whether you're for it or against it, whether you sympathize with the victim or the prisoner, um, this is being carried out on behalf of 4 million Oklahomans, our taxpayers. We all are part of this system that use, utilizes this. And so I think being there to report on that is very important. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. And so um, my faith in that has just been um, even sitting there, you know, waiting for whatever, you know, to happen is just, again, being mindful of the Lord, be with me and give me the words to say, be with the, you know, the victims, the family, the victims, 
uh, be with this prisoner, be with you know the folks who are doing this, who are employed to do this on our behalf. Um, that's very heavy subject that unfortunately I have to report on kind of regularly. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It's a very heavy subject, but it's not unusual. Many reporters ha- do have to to report on some very heavy subjects. For yeah. for for those who don't know, uh, because there might be people who've only seen, say, reporters covering protests or the people outside the prison, you know, because you, as you said, this is a very polarizing subject. Yeah. Um, but there are reporters, and I'm not sure how many are usually in the pool, who yeah. are able to go into the witness room mm-hmm. and, in, and in fact, witness this. Mm-hmm. And then they're right about it. And so what that means, in case anyone's listening and don't know, you actually see the state put a person to death. Yes. You witness it. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And you and you are you are young. I yeah. mean, you're great at what you do, but mm-hmm. you are you are a young person. Um, so when you say your faith can help you get through it, what do you mean by that? Well, I think part of it too uh is uh a philosophical uh uh, difficulty in my heart, you know, how I feel on it personally. And I obviously try to keep that out of reporting. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it personally. And so part of it was just asking the Lord for forgiveness. If being any part of this is, you know, is something that is sinful or that he would not approve of. Mm. If even being a media witness is something that I'll look back on and, and uh, look upon poorly. Um, I think asking again, just you know, the Lord's guidance on using my words um, in, in an appropriate manner, because, like I said, it's such a, a heart wrenching story for so many people involved. Um, so, not I, I feel like maybe I, I can. My faith helps me in my job, but it also helps me whenever I take the reporter cap off and, and go home in the in the evenings, because obviously the things you see in that media room, witness room, I'll never forget. But, you know, through communication with the Lord and and finding peace in my own life, I'm able to kind of um, understand that, you know, I did my job to the best of my ability. And and as I said earlier, I feel very um, duty driven. I I feel I have a duty as a journalist to to be there and and report back to the public on exactly what happened without bias. Um, And and it's a a fairly a matter of fact, um, in a matter of fact way. And so I think my faith I don't know if compartmentalizing is the right way because I think my faith touches all those compartments. Um, But as a professional, you do kind of have to separate things sometimes. Mm. Well, Storm, thank you so much for, for speaking with us today. Um, Thank you for, for the Facebook post in itself, because I think that, you know, as I read it, um, so many things kind of came out to to me um, in, in, in how you were writing it and the fact that you, you know, you cared about the other person to see what was going on. Obviously, you were okay. That was important. Um, that you were perhaps fueled with the armor of the Lord, you know, going yeah. into the situation just through listening to to the K-Love station, you know, kind of, you know, on your way to work. And so um, I thank you for sharing that and coming on here and publicly talking about it. I thank you so much. Yes. In that moment, you know, my ears were ringing. Like uh, after the impact, there was probably 30 seconds. I I couldn't. And then I finally got out of the truck and I went back to it. Caleb was still playing. I I never thought about that in a crash. Your radio doesn't turn off, by the way. 
And in the moment, you know, as it was all unfolding, I don't know that I realized it, but I went back and it, the volume was, you know, on, on 30 or 40 is, is you could hear it in the street. And it was just, uh, it was a moment where you just look up and say, thank you, Lord, you know, thank you. And, and thank him at the end of the day for the day that was awful. It was one of the worst days I've had, but I was able to um, still be grateful for it, I guess. I have to ask you, do you remember what the song was? Oh, um, it is in my Facebook post because I took a picture of the vehicle. And, okay, uh, I will check that out. Yeah, <laughs> I must have missed that. Wow, that's so awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Appreciate you and uh, keep doing good work. Yeah, anytime. Thanks so much for having me. And the song on Storms Radio, Faith by Jordan Felice. So appropriate. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Please leave us a review and a ranking wherever you are listening. Special thanks to music composer Morel Sanders and to editor Susan Marie. For more podcasts, go to thejam.online to listen to Journalists Advancing Ministry about journalists who have left media for the ministry. And go to Amazon.com to read Whispering in His Ear, my book of devotions that include life lessons, prayers, and journal writing, along with multimedia songs and spoken word. For Positively Joy t-shirts and other merch, go to PositivelyJoy.com and click shop. Shop.